Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Sports Today is going down right here. Welcome to FST Tuesday edition. Mike and Dane taking you around the world of the NFL for the next hour. Thanks for joining us on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app on TuneIn on iHeartRadio. Thanks very much. We get going with a recap of last night's game. But before that, Dana heard you and Scotty talking about the Miami extra point. Yeah. By the competition committee, approved 2018 playing rules summary by the competition committee. They eliminate the requirement that a team who scores a winning touchdown at the end of regulation of a game to kick the extra point or go for two-point conversion. So uh, I was wrong. Greg Sussman uh, was here. He thought that they had made an an amendment, and he was correct. So they did. uh, So that's a rule change as of this year? Correct. So they did not have to kick the extra point. Uh, If it doesn't impact the game, in a material way, then uh, they don't have to do it. I, kn- I know what I would you... say it does impact the game in a material way. Yeah, it was made. It was apparently made because of what happened with the Minneapolis miracle, where basically everybody right. left the field, uh, and right. there was nobody left to field the extra point. They just said, "This is sort of a ridiculous song and dance. It's not impacting the game. Let's just go home." Now, if I'm Adam Gase, you know exactly what I'm... It kind of affects the game in a material way. (laughs) But they're going to take a kneel-down snap. So if you want to make everybody do a kneel-down snap in case they fumble it and return it, or they pull a Joe Joe Pisarczyk, then that's fine. But uh, I think it makes sense uh, on the whole. Uh, I don't think the Pats would complain too much about that. But, yes, I mean, uh, when there's no When there's no timeouts and inside the two-minute warning, we make the team kneel down three times. They can't just be like, all right, we're done. The clock says that we can run it out. We're yeah, done. Yeah, there's time on the clock. There's no time left uh, in the game. So mm-hmm. maybe right. they come back and they um, remove the amendment based on the supposition that you just made. But that is the new rule. They didn't have to kick the extra cool. point. So uh, last night uh, we saw a, a really a riveting game. It was 6 nothing when I started to doze off. So uh, mm-hmm. I woke up uh, just before the end of it, and it was a final, 21-7. For you fantasy owners, not a lot of goodness there, my friends. So uh, Chris Carson does help people out, though. He goes 22 for 90 and a touchdown as far as anybody else. Russell Wilson gets you a little bit of a floor, Dane, with the 61 rushing yards. But the 10 of 20 for 72 yards and the pick, not going to happen. Also, got to be easily the worst pick of his life. Got to be. Oh, yeah. Has to be. <laughs> Absolutely. Just a colossally given... stupid play for a, a guy that's, you know, in the MVP conversation every year. I guess it happens to everybody. I, I just didn't get it. Like, I, why would you throw it over there? There's nobody over there. It's a bunch of offensive linemen there and Eric Kendricks. I think he was trying to throw it away because he knew if he took a sack that they would lose their opportunity for the field goal. Even Pat Mahomes couldn't throw that away. He was twisted around completely. 
By the way, that is something we didn't get to talk yesterday, Blewett. That is something Tom Brady did in the end of the first half in their matchup against Miami. He took a sack when the Patriots had no timeouts yes, when they were it. in field goal range. Yep. And that obviously, you know, as you see the end of the Miami-New England game had a huge impact. I think Russell Wilson was trying to avoid that scenario and just throw it away. But because he was getting tackled and being dragged down, he just – didn't have enough on it to, to throw it away in the way he was wanted. lucky it didn't go back for six, too. Uh, oh, if he didn't stumble, it would have been a pick six. Yeah, so uh, anyway, so that was it for Russell Wilson's stats. Uh, at least it got you the six points. Nothing there receiving, five for 42 for Vanette. Nobody else caught more than one pass uh, other than Tyler Lockett. So uh, George Fant actually caught a one, <laughs> a one pass yeah. for nine yards. On Minnesota side of things, I need Adam Thielen to have a big night. Didn't happen. Uh, five for 70. I thought he might squeeze into the end zone that one time. He got down to like the two-yard line on a nice little yep. move, but uh, didn't happen. As a result, I am out in two leagues. Now, the one league, he wasn't going to have a big enough night to save me unless he put up what, frankly, what Amari Cooper put up. Uh, on the flip side, I'm out of Scott Fishbowl, so didn't make oh. it. I needed... You needed to be top 10 in the conference semis, and I was 13th. So I was fairly far away from making it. So it wasn't a game of inches, so to speak. But nonetheless, did not make it. Put up 160, I believe. Uh, but I'll be mm. out. I'll recap those games in the next segment. We'll, we'll focus on this game for now. So uh, uh, Dalvin Cook owners were needing a little bit of something. I wasn't expecting a lot. But... <clears throat> 55 yards rushing. He throws out another 28 receiving with the five catches. He gets you a little something. And a touchdown. Yeah, and the touchdown. And a touchdown receiving. receiving. Yeah, and it was all garbage time, but doesn't matter. So um, Dalvin Cook puts up enough points to save your bacon there. And it wasn't like at no point during the game was there an offensive flow. And then somehow in the last few minutes we get like – kind of a, an explosion in the last eight minutes of the, the fourth quarter in a game that was 6 nothing. Uh, we got 12 okay. more points out of Seattle and a touchdown out of Minnesota. So, uh, Kirk Cousins. Tell you what, Dane. This guy's numbers yeah. in prime time and in big yeah. games really starting yep. to plummet. He goes 20 Absolutely. of 33 for 208. He does get the touchdown to Cook, but... Joe Tessitore. It's a five alarm fire, apparently. Yeah, apparently, yeah. Yeah, certainly is where you are. But it was <laughs> Joe Tessitore dropped a stat last night that his QBR in like the fourth quarter of one score in the second half of one score games, his QBR is 41, which ranks 29th in the NFL. So. In baseball, when you're having baseball discussions, a lot of times sabermetrics just dismiss clutch. Like, there's no clutch right. hitting. There's just hitting, right? Right. Like, if you're sticking by the numbers. Like, he's not trying. He's not better when the pressure is on. This is a, a sabermetric approach, right? He's not trying harder because it's a big at bat. Or he's not folding under pressure. He's just trying to get a hit. He's always trying to get a hit. Um so you can apply that same thing to football. But many people, many, many people, certainly less, the ones that are less statistically oriented, would say that this guy folds under pressure. Um, I can't blame him solely last night, but they were not good last night offensively. They just weren't. They couldn't get anything going, no kind of flow whatsoever. Adam Thielen did nothing for 
a majority of the game. They were trying to hand him the ball at one point, and then he had a nice run, and it got called back from holding on Stephon Diggs. And then um, mm-hmm. just in general, the Vikes were a mess offensively. Yeah, and, and here's the thing. Bobby Wagner was just We've been talking, talking about it, too, the whole night. They had him mic'd oh, up. Yeah. He was just Booger. talking about it. Booger was going hard on Kirk Cousins and hard on offensive coordinator John Filippo as well. Um, and, 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 and I think it's two things, okay? One is we've been talking about this offensive line for most of the season. And I really do think that that is kind of the cornerstone of their struggles. Their, their, their offensive line was bad like two years ago, was a little bit better last year, and is still a below-average offensive line. And we have talked for months, Mike, about how that's like the hidden uh, kind of, you know, undercut of every offense, right? But honestly, the other thing for me is – Maybe Kirk Cousins is what a lot of teams thought he was. You know, going into this season, um, many people were wondering, is Kirk Cousins worth the $84 million? Is Kirk Cousins actually better, not than Case Keenum, but better than the play Case Keenum gave for the Vikings in 2017? I'm not too sure. And the last thing I'll say about this is, if teams are going to legitimately double-team Adam Thielen and legitimately double team Stefan Diggs, then Kyle Rudolph, Lacan Treadwell, Aldrick Robinson, someone else has to win on single coverage. They made that point in the telecast. And listen, to be quite honest, if Diggs and Thielen are getting double teamed, you would think offenses should want that. Right, because then they should be able to find the matchup. That's what these great quarterbacks do. They read the mail, they find the matchup, and they exploit the matchup. He had Rudolph open in the end zone, and he missed him. And I know they were talking about it being a good defensive play. He threw it behind everybody. If that defender's not even there, I think Rudolph misses it because he threw it so far behind. And Thielen won on that route, too. On the other side, he was open over the middle also. So it's a combination of all these things. The offensive line, is Kirk Cousins really just average or better? And who else can do something if defenses are going to try to take away your big boys? Yeah, and I think, uh, honestly, he – it's not – I just saw guys chirping at one another a little bit last night. I think, you know, yep. it, it can be in-game frustration, and that's all well and good. And I don't think the team is going to collapse on Kirk Cousins and blame him for the whole thing. But obviously the defense has got to be looking at the offense like, how, what are we doing here? Like, we just can't get anything going. Uh, Seattle isn't an Russell easy place to play. Russell Wilson for 72 yards. Right, right. Russell and Seattle isn't an easy place to play. That is an eight and five team. Seattle's a pretty good football team, much to the shock of a lot of people, including our own Scott yeah. Engel. He thought that Seattle would be okay, but not that great. Right. Um, they're eight and five, and they got some winnable games coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, they got you know they're they're making the playoffs by the looks of it. And Minnesota yeah. sits here at six six and one, and they, I mean, they scored a totally meaningless touchdown. Uh, last night they were down twenty-one nothing, and uh, Seattle just basically let him have it. Um, that saved Dalvin Cook owners. Holy cow! Did that save Dalvin? Yeah, Cook it owners. really did. Like, I mean, it, two Thielen catches. got a little bit at the very, very end as well. Two catches that helped pad him. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't a complete disaster from Thielen. I, I know I, I'm talking about. I needed more from him, but you know, I, I'm I'm. I admit I'm being greedy. Like I, I just need. He had, he had like zero catches midway through the third. I know, I know. <laughs> but five for seventy in the eight yard carry is at least 
uh, respectable in a in a league yeah. that I'm in. It's twelve and a half points. You'll so. take like thirteen in PPR, yeah. Yeah, whatever. You know, like I I just needed more, but it's not really because of him. Like if I had mm-hmm. if I had played, uh, you know, if I had the foresight to play Deshaun Hamilton and Frank Gore instead of Isaiah Crowell and Stephen Ridley, yeah. then maybe I maybe I'd be in the next round. But listen, Blue, I had a ten point gap in the kicker. That I chose. You yeah. know, I had like Bagsley for, for the Chargers on my bench with 17 points. You know what I mean? So yeah. what are you going to do? You could kick yourself all yeah. for every little management decision you could make. Yeah. But it is what it is. And, and we will do go. that in the next segment. We'll do a moratorium sure. on my two teams. And I got a lot sure. to say about the Granite Street Tavern League, my friend, where I know you are out as well. But we'll shelf it until the next segment. So uh, from here, Minnesota. They're going to go home back to Minnesota and play Miami. Miami obviously coming mm-hmm. off the emotional win. I think any team coming off an emotional win like that, that's going to be a difficult one for them to bounce back from and actually. Yeah, and then go to the non-conference road game. Yeah, yeah like, I agree. I, I just think, you know, I, I'd love to see what that spread is. As much as you hate Minnesota right now, and they've no, I'll be on Minnesota. They right lost now. two in a row. You, you'd think that that'd be a good one for them. Although Miami's playing for stuff now. They just are. Uh, I, I, I've always thought that the Adam Gase is a bad coach thing is – overblown i've thought that and i think he's proving that he can get a little bit done here uh, maybe they haven't played murderers row but i think adam gase has something here and he's been rotating that roster like churning that roster sure for the last two years trying to get his guys in i honestly think if they gave him a few more years i think there's something there and the difficulty hmm. is that we don't know what their quarterback situation is going to be but let's talk about miami in a second let's um Minnesota, they're going to be home against Miami. Then they go to Detroit, winnable. Then they host the Bears. So it isn't the easiest three games right here for a 6-6-1 six, six, and one team. But where would you put them at, Dane? Two and one? Yeah, I, and, and, and yes, to answer your question, yes. And I don't know if you saw, but we put up a poll last hour. Didn't see um, it. Which... Yeah, you did or did not? Did not. Oh, okay. And so the question is, which 500 or worst team do you think will quote-unquote earn the sixth seed in the NFC? Because now you got to think Seattle is there at 8-5. and five. You mentioned the point, and they play, you know, three-win San Francisco and three-win Arizona left. And so you're left with the Vikings at 6-6-1, six, six and one, the Eagles at 6-7, and seven, the Panthers at 6-7, and seven, and the Washington football team at 6-7. and seven. And... I, I, I think even though they're the team with the pole position and a kind of half-game lead because of the tie, I kind of think Minnesota is still primed for that six spot. I mean, Going off, like you said, looking at, say, the Minnesota run. schedule, maybe they get two and one. The Eagles have the Rams left, you know, so yeah. that's not easy for them. The Panthers have to play the Saints twice left, and the Washington football team sucks. Yeah, yeah I mean, they're giving up. They should probably start Josh Johnson. I mean, I don't even. Know I if think they they're going to. I, I, I think, but you know, and the fact that the Eagles still have the Rams left on their schedule, I think, really hurts them. You know, I look at the Eagles' schedule, and it's Rams, Texans, and then at Washington. Yeah. Rams and Texans the next two weeks. Yeah. So that's a huge game for the Vikings. So uh, yeah. So on the flip side week. with Seattle. Um, you think they probably have the inside track for the five seed. They are going to be at the Niners this week. Then they host the Chiefs. That's a huge game. For the Chiefs? Yeah. yeah. 
It's a huge game for the Chiefs. Seattle might be sort of locked into the five. I think seed. they're going to be locked in the five. So yeah. I'm, they're not going to rest anybody, but it does make a difference. You know, it, it will make a difference in how motivated. If they're nine and five, and they know that no six seed can get to nine, right. um, and they can't catch the Rams. In fact, can any of these guys get to nine? Yeah, technically they can. So, I, but they'd have a tiebreaker over the Vikings and whatever else. So right. uh, I'm not going to get into that deep into the tiebreakers right now. But And then they host Arizona. So just on yeah. the surface, you think they can go 2-1. and one. They could punt Week 17 if they don't need it uh, to get some rest. I, you know, I think Pete Carroll will be smart about that. I, I can't see him yeah. trolling out his starters for more than a, a series, if at all. Russell Wilson shouldn't even touch the field uh, in a game like that if it's meaningless. So whatever. You're putting them at nine wins right now. Um, so – Interesting. I mean, kudos to Pete Carroll. It might be his best coaching job. He jettisoned a lot of veteran players. That He had the Earl Thomas yeah. thing hanging over his head, um, and it looked like it went even further south. But at no point did he lose the team. They were 0-2. They had lost to the Broncos and Bears, and people were like, yeah, the Seattle team stinks. Then they, you know, they had a little bit of a soft schedule there. Yeah. They beat Dallas. They beat Arizona. They beat Oakland. They lost to the Rams, and they were tight with the Rams. Uh, they haven't lost a bad game all year. I did this yesterday uh, on Game Time Decisions with Gabe and Cam, and they haven't lost a bad game all year. The first game of the year, they right. lost a three-pointer at Denver. Then they lost a touchdown game at Chicago with that late pick six, um, which it was a tight game. The Chargers kind of had their way with them, though. Yeah, but it was 25-17. Yeah. And they lost to the Rams twice, by two and by five. Uh, and now they've won four in a row. So they, they came off of that Rams, close Rams. They had a two-game losing streak to the Chargers and Rams. And then they ripped off four in a row from there. They were four and five. Now they're eight and five. Pretty impressive uh, for the Chargers. So um, after the break, we'll do a moratorium. Talk about who were the stars of the week in totality. And I got to put two teams to rest. One of them is a crime. You cry on air. It's Mike and Dane. FST will be right back on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I hope you made it. I hope you're feeling better than I am this morning. We'll talk about it next. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build and optimize lineups for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Crying about the Steelers, Dave. Brutal. Oh, yeah. They stink. We'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah. yeah. Let me do a read here. DailyRoto.com NBA lineup optimizer is now available. That means you can use the same tools and projections at DailyRoto.com. NFL premium subscribers are using to win each week for NBA DFS contests. DailyRoto.com has produced seven separate FanDuel and DraftKings million-dollar tournament winners and millions more and cumulative prizes. So if you're playing DFS and you aren't using the Daily Roto tools, projections, and optimizers, you're doing it wrong. 
and you're at a competitive disadvantage, Dane Martinez. So go to dailyroto.com, click on Go Premium, and enter the promo code FNTSY for a special discount and start winning today. It's dailyroto.com, click on Go Premium, enter the promo code FNTSY for a special discount and start winning today. So, uh, so there you go. And uh, all right, so here's the. Uh, I, I, I'm going to talk. I don't want to talk about the Steelers because I'm trying to talk about the other stuff that I'm mad about. Uh, first, so in this GST league, we've been in it all year. I've talked about how my team's just kind of falling apart. I lost um, most of my starting receiving core. I still had Adam Thielen, but I lost uh, AJ Green and Marvin Jones Cup. and Cooper Cup. So all those guys were gone. Uh, not only that, I lost James Conner here in Week 14. I had to start Adrian Peterson at running back, um, which is weird because I I thought it. I looked at the age, the uh, excuse me, Adrian Peterson, Frank Gore thing, and there was a. I was thinking about going the other way. Obviously, I should have. It didn't cost me the game. The reason it didn't cost me the game is because Dane, and this is why matchups are a big problem sometimes mm-hmm. in fantasy sports, is that the guy that I played had Dak Prescott and Julio Jones and Amari Cooper, and he benched Derrick Henry. Had he played Derrick Henry, he would have scored in the neighborhood of 230 points, which wow. easily would have surpassed. I don't think that anybody. Might have taken you out. I don't think you out. <laughs> I don't think anybody scored 200 in that league this year, and he would have scored 230. Uh, the guy's on a crazy run. I think he's won like six of seven or seven yeah. of eight. My the thing I'm bummed about is I would have beaten you and your opponent. This is true. It's all about those matchups on any given week. It's, it's ridiculous. How, so you need to go into all your regular season matchups, right? Because what? You were the three, I guess, technically, right? Yeah, but and I'm the three because the everybody four, got hurt. Right. If you fell to the four or five, you would have won in that matchup uh, against whoever you would have played, right? Or if you maintained yourself as the two. Yeah, um, that's how. So I heard you guys talking about tanking. I should have just tanked the last couple. There you go. I had such a big lead. Let's, I should when, have tanked the last couple and not worried about it. But You know how I have a, that Game of Inches uh, contest on freestyle? Yeah. The guy who won Game of Inches <laughs> for, like, week two, okay, he wound up losing his matchup by, like, less than a point because of some crazy DeAndre Hopkins play where Watkins was above the line of scrimmage and it was a garbage time. Whatever, right? He's one of my finalists. He then, after week 13, hit me up, and he showed me a screenshot of his season standings. And it cost him cash. There was a three-way tie for first place in this guy's league at nine and four. And he wound up in third place of that three-way tie because of tiebreakers or what have you. So if that game of inches happens, it's not a three-way tie for first place with him as the three seed without the buy. It's him standing alone in first place with the buy and with the cash Brutal. that goes around it. So there's so many little things yeah. in, in any single playoff matchup. You know, in my other home league, a guy lost by like .04 and then that that win loss, you know, kept someone ultimately kept someone else out of the playoffs and someone else from getting a bye. So, you know, by the way, I can't complain about the garbage stuff from Dalvin Cook because I won a I won a game earlier this year because of one of those uh, Carson like Wentz, that. Zach Ertz, uh, full eighty drive yard drive with a like touchdown. Yeah, ten points in one drive. Yeah, and more. He got more than that, and I, I won by less than a point. So I understand these things happen. To your point that you made with Scott about tanking. Now it's it's sort of a ridiculous strategy. I, I can't imagine a way in which you can assure yourself that it would work out. Because say somebody I don't know, say I had tanked and you tanked into the Dak press in, into what I fell into, 
Like, nobody would have right. guessed that this guy would have had a better team. So Dak Prescott outscores Drew Brees by nearly 17 points. Amari Cooper puts up a 50 in this league, and I wouldn't mm-hmm. have guessed that. The rest of his team was just fine. It was okay. He had Leonard Fournette and Philip Lindsay, and, like, I had Zeke Elliott, 31. Uh, Brees just didn't have a monster game. I had George Kittle, too, by the way, so I can't complain oh, wow. even about some of the guys that I had. I put up a 150 in this league, which is – pretty good you know it's it's good yeah. like it'll win you That'll a win lot you of games weeks. yeah it'll win you a lot of games but um i just went up against a guy who's three players combined put up you know 50 plus 30 80 plus another 37 you know nearly 120 points between the three players so and here's another thing with that tanking i didn't mention it last hour i'll say it now like let's say you're tanking quote unquote in what week 13 for that one last week to set it up you also never know what injuries will happen in week 13, which completely changed the value of some of those players for week 14? You know, it's like, oh, I want to face this guy that has, oh, I don't know, you know, Look Austin what happened Eckler, with Odell. All of a sudden, Look what happened with Odell on Friday. Like, it right. just ch- completely changed the matchup. You know? Yeah, you want to avoid that team that has Odell, and then all of a sudden, Odell is bang right in there. You want to you wanna play the team that has, you know, whatever, insert, like, quote-unquote, next man up there, and then he blows up on you. You can't manage all the things outside of your control to have it ultimately be good karma or effective consistently. I mean, the, the, the back press got Amari Cooper fourth quarter it impacted my life greatly because I got yeah. blown out here. Um, it, I, it must have added 30 or 40 points to this guy's total. And I was in first place in a FanDuel tournament, and it was like, mm. you know, we're getting close. And Mike Leone, I saw, tweeted a very similar thing. I was like, I'm going to win money. I'm going to win. I'm gonna... I was in first place for a good half an hour, maybe longer. And I was like, wow, I might, I might cash yeah, I out here. <laughs> and... Uh, Amari Cooper happens twice, and I was right. I went from twelfth on the fir- from first to twelfth after that first touchdown, and then twelfth to thirtieth after the next one, and I was out of the money. So um, that impacted me greatly. Um, the, the real bummer, obviously, I played this guy. That's the breaks. But the real bummer is that I looked at everybody else's teams. Like Scott Engel right. had a buy, uh, a different guy had another guy had a buy as well. And their teams, did, team. their teams did nothing. Like, even if yeah. they moved some guys around, they wouldn't have beat the 150 right. that I put up. So I literally would have had, this, I had the second highest score this week, and I'm out of the playoffs. So, um, and you had, I don't know that you had a bad beat in that league, but, you know, well, you're out. So here's the thing, so. and here's the funny part. You know, I was talking with, because I'm, I was playing JR, one of our longtime listeners and fans of the network. So we were having fun going back and forth. And listen, uh, shout out to my man Jim Ross. You know, he advances to take on, uh, I believe, the king, Scott Angle. We had fun uh, when he faced me in the regular season. I let him set my lineup against him, and it turned out being the difference. So it was fun. I would say this, and I want to get your take on this real quick, Blewett. This was a game, because going into this matchup, going into last night, I had Sebastian Janikowski. He had the Seahawks' defense. And so we were really close going into it. And throughout most of the game, you know, it was kind of a sweat. It was well within range for me where, like, you know, I mean, he had the Seattle defense. So if at any point in time in the first three quarters, if, like, Minnesota scored a damn touchdown, that would have been six points off for him, you know. And if Janikowski, like, that crazy 15-yard penalty on a drive for Seattle in the second quarter that knocked him out of 50-yard field goal range, that would have been five points for me. You know what I mean? So there was a lot of things. The Russell Wilson interception at the end of the first half could have wind up being three points for me with Janikowski, right? So throughout most of the game, I was like, woulda, coulda, shoulda, and I was beating myself up over it, right? Because I thought I was entering a hashtag game of inches. 
Then Seattle, you know, scores the defensive touchdown, pulls away. I ultimately lose by about 12 points. Mm-hmm. And you know what, Blewett? I felt better about it, you know, because then it pushed the margin outside of, like, my managerial decisions. You know what I mean? Like, for example, yeah, I, I had so. Badgley, the, the, the Chargers kicker on my bench, who wound up getting 17 this week. I mean, he you know, cr- and, I he, play, I and your opponent crushed himself by starting Mitch Trubisky over Tom Brady. Yeah, like, it was you know what I mean? But swing. ultimately, it's almost absolutely. 30 points. And, and ultimately, you know, shout out to JR. His working margin was somewhere around like 12 or 13 points. And I actually felt better about it um, as opposed to losing by one or two. Does that make sense? Oh, of course. I think that all the time. Because I was like, I, oh, I it wasn't like any of the decisions I made. Like, yeah. I didn't mess it up. The chips just fell where they did, and I lost. Yeah, I, I think you always want to feel um, best about that. So, um, we still have stuff to play for there, we though. We do, my friend. Yeah. And we're going ha- we to need to check some injury reports on guys like Gordon and Connor. Did I cost myself $300 by not winning the most points in that league? That's brutal. In which league? In the one that we're talking about. I lost. GST? Yeah, I lost by nine points to Scott. Was that worth three hundred yeah, bucks? You did. Uh, yeah. Yes. Brutal. I mean, if you want the answer to your question, yes. I was yes. winning. I, I was winning the whole year up until week thirteen. So I would you have are. just liked to have my money back. It's uh, whatever. Uh, can't cry over spilled that. milk. But that's. And really, in our other league, Scott's we're in a patting himself situation. on the back. He knows I'm the best team. He knows it. <laughs> you and I are in a similar situation where we were dominant for most of the year, but. Fell out of second, excuse me, fell out of first place at the very end and fell out of most points at the very end. And we got a semifinal that we now, you know, we need to win in order to be profitable this week in this league. I know. Uh, yeah, I've, I've had, I had a really good year for like the first 10 weeks and it's just kind of falling <laughs> apart. So, yeah, our team there, um, let's see, we got injuries too. We got Melvin Gordon, yeah. James Conner, LaShawn McCoy. So none of that's looking particularly good. Uh, so we got to figure out what our lineup looks like. Let me tell you about the other uh, league that I'm. So Scott Fishbowl, I'm out there. Like I said, I came in 13th. In fact, let me bring up uh, the points right now. We'll go to live scoring. We'll go to come on, blew it. Yeah. So hang on, I'm pulling it up. Trying to be professional here. Live scoring. Leaderboard playoffs. There we go. There we go. Got it. Uh, yeah. So, uh, this is brutal. Just brutal. Um, <laughs> conference. I know I have it here. Give me a second. There we go. Yep. Came in 13th place. Our guy, mm-hmm. Michael Salfino, was trash talking me last night because he's like, well, you, yeah, didn't saw dra- that on Twitter. you didn't draft elite tight ends. I'm like, please stop. Like, you didn't know Kittle was going to go for 40 in this league right. and, and when you really needed it. I mean, I came in 63rd or something like that out of 900 uh, in, through the first 12 weeks. Um, I got a bye, uh, but coming back off the bye, I didn't have James Conner. So um, that was a huge blow. I scored 161 points. I needed to score 179. So, I, like I said, I, I was pretty far off. Uh, disappointing that I didn't use certain guys there, but uh, I, I don't think it would have. I don't think I would have had a 19 point swing. Like I said, I wasn't going to play Deshaun Hamilton. I had him. I picked him up like right. in week 14 or 13 to see like maybe there's something there. I didn't think to play him over Josh Gordon and Juju Smith and Adam Thielen and Robert Woods. You know, I threw Stephen Ridley out there. And Isaiah Crowell out there, those could be questioned. Obviously, Isaiah Crowell came up with Crowell got banged nada. up, yeah. 
Um, and Ridley didn't do much. He got the touchdown, but four yards. So um, that's it. Comes to a close in a league in two leagues where I had really good runs. The GST league's frustrating only because I shouldn't have lost that points title in the last week. But still got a lot to play for. There's still a bunch of money on the line there. They keep it going points wise. Um, and then yeah, so you and I, let's talk about that yeah. for a minute. Okay. What do you want to do at our flex spot, bro? We got Shady McCoy. We got the James Conner. We, we got Melvin the Gordon. Good thing Are any is of them going to be healthy? The good thing is we had running back depth. So we can yeah. start Mark Ingram. It'll be tested. And we can start Sony Michelle. And Mark Ingram's on yes. the road at Carolina. Carolina reeling, but, you know, we still got some touchdown equity with Mark Ingram like we had the other day. Um, yep. I'm we're okay also, uh, and we're starting Chris Godwin, Josh Reynolds, and Michael Thomas at wide receiver because we lost Manny Sanders. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so right now our flex spot i think we're running 12 personnel right now dane we're gonna have cam oh, Brate and rob gronkowski out there instead of another running Unless back you want to go gabriel uh yeah right now though i would go cameron Brate and rob gronkowski i don't love that the bucks are playing baltimore but uh it's better to me than taylor gabriel and taylor gabriel it's been just Kind of an enigma. Yeah. I, I don't know. What, I would how agree. You could trust. Three touchdowns in the last three games for great. Yeah, and Taylor Gabriel's last three game logs: three for twenty-two, three for seventeen, seven for forty-nine. He has not scored a touchdown since week four. Um, so, despite the fact that I still have Taylor Gabriel on a bunch of my rosters, it's really just he's the last guy on the yeah. roster. If somebody got banged up, Taylor Gabriel might see an increase in his role. But clearly, a lot of his type of targets have funneled over to Tariq Cohen even more yep. so. Um, and that is what it is. So uh, I think you're right. I think it's Cam Braid in that spot right now, unfortunately. I, we got to hold out hope, though, that uh, Connor or – like, correct me if I'm wrong, though. If we hear that Connor, Gordon, or McCoy is active, we would put them in the spot. Absolutely. Okay. Um, we are still, however – I, I think we have. I don't think Connor's kicker play. in defense. I think Gordon. I think they may need to go back to Gordon, even in a limited capacity, because Eckler's done. Eckler's in the protocol. There's no way he's going to be cleared. And I don't know if they want to have that big game. I, 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 I think. We're I think they're going to go some... Justin Jackson. I, I don't think they're going to really? bring Melvin Gordon back. They're nine and th- they're a ten and three team. Like they, they can't mess around. They actually have an opportunity. They brought him back too soon. To win like the, three weeks ago. I know they have an opportunity to win the Super Bowl. He's got a sprained MCL. Like I. Even Dr. A said on your show the other day, oh, we know don't expect him to be back anytime soon. Uh, yeah. I, I would think Melvin Gordon's out for the rest of the regular season. They need that guy for the playoffs. They're try- they're, they, they are legit trying to win a Super Bowl now. Uh, I understand that they're angling for a one seed, but I feel like you're robbing from Peter to pay Paul if you are starting Melvin Gordon on this week. I can't call it a short week for him because obviously he's been out. I just don't know. I doubt he's ready. We'd we'd know if he was close. Yeah, listen, you are now applying like logic and good common sense. And what we've seen all season long is that NFL teams don't actually do that. We've seen it with, you know, we saw it with Jay Ajayi. We saw it with Dalvin Cook. We saw it with Leonard Fournette. We saw it with Devontae Freeman. You know, there's probably others. We saw it with A.J. Green. I mean, you know, so to assume that the Chargers are going to manage this like correctly, I think it's just that, an assumption. Uh, All right. So we'll see how that goes. Um, But if either one of them are active – you would be okay to start them, correct? Yeah. 
Yeah, I think so. Right. Unless we hear that somebody's on a pitch count, pitch count. for sure. Um, I, I think you're going to throw the running back out there over Cameron Bray. And certainly you like starting the Broncos defense against Cleveland or our Rams defense against Philly? Gronk kills the Steelers, too, historically. So um, that's actually a pretty good matchup. Yeah. He did last year. Um, he was a big part of why they won that game late in December last year. What was the, what was the next question you asked? We me? got our Rams defense against Philly. Or our Broncos defense against Cleveland? <laughs> That's a good one. I think it's kind of close. That's a good one. I tend to lean to the Rams because they make uh, they can make some plays like that. The Broncos have come up with a whole bunch of sacks as well. Bradley yeah. Chubb's actually having a good season. I think he set the Broncos rookie record, I, I believe. For Both sacks. teams at home. Um, yeah, he did. He just passed Von Miller. Yeah. So, that. Uh, Interesting. I think I'm going Rams because they have a little bit more big playability, but the sacks yeah, for the Broncos the might lean that way. So I will come back and right. we'll keep talking about some of the highest scoring players for the week. I can't believe I Maybe lost some that waiver guys title. if you actually need them. Yeah. And if you should even mess with your waiver wire at this point in the season. That's right. All right, Dana Mike, we'll be right back after the break. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. We're back on FST. Thanks for joining us this morning on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I'm wallowing in pity. I think I just realized that I lost that points title. I mean, I knew I'd lost a points title, but I think I didn't realize it was 300 bucks if I had just beaten Scott by those nine points. That's brutal. Whatever. we got to try and win this whole point title thing. I just had bad luck in that league down the stretch. What am I going to do? I mean, I, I, I thought I built that team pretty well. Right. <laughs> I just had bad luck. Like, in a, in a really deep league, there's only so much you can do. When these things start to happen, you're, you're SOL. You know what I mean? It's true. Um, it's true. Like, you can only do so much. And to be quite honest, like, know your settings. This is where it also, like, I, I, these leagues, you know, sometimes where the trading deadline is, sometimes where fab budgets get locked, you know, to be quite honest, that's what prompted me to, like, roster a second kicker that I ultimately made the wrong choice on in my playoffs. You know what I mean? Like, if this was with different settings, I wouldn't have even taken a second kicker. You know what I mean? And I would have been riding out with Bagley, and I would have had another 10 points. Yeah. You know, and so I, I think the settings are a component to this as well. You really have to know your settings, know the deadlines, and, and, and manage accordingly. Okay. Uh, so if you like to wager on sports or never have and would like to try, head on over to BetDSI. They have wagering options for almost any sport you can think of, including sides, totals, and player props, where you can utilize your DFS skills without salary cap constraints. You can even wager on esports, politics, and reality TV. How's that guy Nick doing from Survivor? 
Uh, so far, so good. You know, it's only a once-a-week show, so nothing's happened yet, but okay. I'll let you know after tomorrow's episode. It's on Wednesdays. <laughs> okay. We're down uh, to seven. Shows you how much I know about Survivor. I, I've, <laughs> I think Dane so nothing me, has changed I think since Dane, we last spoke. I think Dane told me about that on Friday. I've mentioned this guy Nick on every show, and nothing's right. changed. So. <laughs> Or get, so, so I'll let you know next. You know, perfect. I'll let you know on Thursday for sure. Perfect. <laughs> or get an edge with live betting at BetDSI, where you can wager virtually any time during a contest, capitalizing on in-game circumstances. There's just a bunch of ways to make money. So use the promo code FNTSY101 when signing up and get a 100% bonus deposit match. Once you've opened up your account, go to DailyRoto.com, click on Contact Us, and send us your BetDSI username. If you do that, we'll give you one month of Daily Roto access totally free. That's access to all sports, tools, and optimizers. So head on over and open your account at BetDSI. That's promo code FNTSY101 to get your 100% bonus deposit match and one month free at DailyRoto.com. So um, good stuff there, great offer, and uh, good opportunity to use the Daily Roto tools to try and win a little cash. Uh, I should probably over uh, update you on my over-under situation. <sighs> I think a couple of us have a real opportunity to go 4-0, and oh, Dane, and it's oh, then, cool. then going to come down to the tie break, which is no bueno. Uh, the distance of the wins, yeah. Yes. Um, the Raiders are still my ace in the hole as far as that concerned, and we'll transition over to the Steelers in a minute so I can lament <laughs> how badly they're playing football. But... Um, I still have the Bucks under six and a half. I need them to go one and two. I've got the Lions under eight. I need them to just go one and two. Yeah, or they can tie as well. Like I, I just need them to not win an eighth game. Uh, the Titans need to go two and one, hanging by a thread, but their schedule lines up okay. Um, in fact, why don't we look at it as we're talking? And to make sure we get there, Tennessee, they're seven and six right now. I need them to get to nine. They have, they're at the Giants, those pesky Giants. Then they have <laughs> Washington at home and Indianapolis like at home. So Ooh. obviously, I want them to be in the clubhouse before yeah. week 17. They need to win this week. They yeah. better win this week. Yeah. Um, it's home games, but still. I, I, I sweat the Titans in week 17 last year. I don't want to do it again against Andrew Luck who might be, I don't know, he's going to be playing for a playoff spot of some sort. Or maybe sure. maybe he'll be rested, hopefully. Anyway, uh, I can't get into the AFC playoff picture right now. We did the NFC already. So, um, And then what's my last one? All the Raiders, they're already in the clubhouse. So um, I'm good to go there. So um, I'm still alive. I, I get the sense that I might push with the Titans um, and the Bucks. The Bucks are just that stupid two-game winning streak from the Bucks just has everybody sweating that that wager now it, it just came out of nowhere they they had no business winning two games in a row and they did i know the panthers but they're at baltimore at dallas and then have atlanta will you give them one there yeah yeah okay so the atlanta one that's all i need i just need them to just get that one that's it so uh okay uh waivers what do you got for me not much i think first of all the point i want to make is that at this point of your season, like there weren't many huge injuries slash next man up outside of maybe Jackson, who was scooped up last week. What at about Buffalo? LaShawn McCoy what? being out. What do you got? What, what about LaShawn McCoy being out? Chris Ivory's day to day as well. So 
you know, listen, Henry is only owned in 55% of leagues. Maybe you want to go that way. But the guy I would like, honestly, in that scenario, give me Elijah McGuire. Give me Elijah McGuire on the yeah. Jets with Crowell going down. He got a bigger snap count. He's only 7% owned, and he's that kind of uh, PPR scatty kind of back that I, I like think it, Donald yeah. is going to use a lot I on Saturday up, against Houston. I picked up Elijah McGuire in our league that we have together that we know we both got bounced from in the playoffs. Yeah. I picked him up uh, as he was coming off IR. Uh, I never right. used him. But I told you about I'm, this guy a long time ago, yeah. But I might have this week. Um, he had a nice 17-point game the other day um, because Crowell got banged up. And I might have used him. I, I should have used him, frankly, over Adrian Peterson. It was a 15-point gap, but I, I didn't analyze that going in. I, I, I played Peterson with a clear head and a clear mind. Maybe I'm maybe it wasn't all that clear. But I that's <laughs> I mean, he just had a 90-yard touchdown run. Impressive enough for me. Uh, I, sure, I played him. So, uh, so I think the guys you're looking at, Justin Jackson – uh, with this Eckler Gordon news, I think you know I'm seeing the Yahoo transaction trends. There's a lot of people that have dropped Justin Jackson. I think because he wasn't, you know, he wasn't featured the other day. But now but you now have to consider. Eckler. I mean, it's seven carries for 57 yards. I don't know what people expected out of him. Um, or excuse me, he had seven carries for 12 yards against Cincinnati. <laughs> so I was <laughs> looking at the wrong, <laughs> looking at the wrong game. So um, I, I just think that that is a little bit hasty for people dropping him because he might now be the feature back uh, on Thursday night. So uh, something to consider. I like your Elijah McGuire call. Beyond that, I think you were making a point either earlier in the show or during the break. You don't have to make a transaction every week. That's true of the whole regular season, and it's certainly true now. If you've gotten to this point, you're in the semifinals of your league and you feel pretty good about it. Your team is probably better. (laughs) Don't pick up Justin Jackson for the hell right. of it, because exactly, it's different if you have, I don't know, uh, who got hurt that's out for the year this year. Like maybe Isaiah Crowell, they say, if we, sure. we get some news. Jordan like, Reed. Yeah. Yeah, we get news that these guys are out for the next couple of weeks. Cut that's them all. Cut them all. Anybody that can't play before week 17, assuming week 17 is useless in your league, right. you can cut those guys and pick up guys like this, if for no other reason that your opponent doesn't get them. And pick up exactly. a second defense or a third defense. I remember I'll be doing that if I advance in any of the three leagues that I'm left in. I'll be yep. picking up all kinds of stuff if I can. In one, can, there's no right. transactions available. But uh, in the other one, I'll pick up three defenses and four quarterbacks to block everybody. I'm doing it. It's just sure. part of the strategy. I don't think there's anything cheap about it. You're trying to win and do whatever you can to try and win. So. The only thing I'll say on the wide receiver side, you know, this is now a few good games in a row for Robert Foster up in Buffalo. Yeah. Um, People thought it was going to be Also the name of one of my college roommates. So shout out to Bob Foster. So give that a chance. And then, listen, everybody loved Cortland Sutton last week. But, you know, Tim Patrick, Deshaun Hamilton, these guys are alive and maybe more the apple of Case Keenum's eye. So give that a look. And then I'm going to say it one more time, and I think he's probably picked up you know, but but last time I checked in Yahoo, he was only owned in twenty percent of leagues. Like, if you don't have, if Josh Allen is not owned, and you are in a two quarterback league, 
Go get Josh Allen. The man is the man has run for over 300 yards in the last three weeks, um, and that's a nice little safe floor going into a win or go home. Got a couple of stats. Shout out to Evan Silva on Twitter at Evan Silva. Austin Eckler is expected to be inactive at Chiefs, and Oof. Melvin Gordon wasn't healthy enough to practice Monday. So Justin Jackson okay. does have the chance to be the feature back. That's as of nine minutes ago. Uh, he had a couple of other good stats yesterday. Bills. Yeah, here it is. Here's the one that I want to talk about because you just mentioned both players. You actually did that without us talking, so we're sympathetic today. Yes. So Bills quarterback Josh Allen has more rushing yards in the last two weeks than he had in his entire senior year at Wyoming. Wow. How about that? The other one, Bills wide receiver Robert Foster has more receiving yards over his last nine games than he had in his four-year career at Alabama. How about That's that? Crazy. Yeah. They don't throw the ball a ton down at Bama. They did this year. Out of nowhere, Nick Saban transitioning and uh, evolving, continues to evolve and making Tua a near Heisman winner. Um, the Heisman winner uh, should be a good baseball player, though. Should be interesting. Marshall Falk, <laughs> Marshall Falk uh, is adamant. He was on the show with me on Sunday. He's adamant that um, Kyler Murray's going to play football. Like he's like, but he's isn't it like football. in his contract with the A's that he actually can't? Five million bucks saying he can't. Right. I think it's actually like in his signing contract or signing, it was like, you will play one year for Oklahoma and that's it. Dean Martinez, like contracts are made to be broken, my friend. <laughs> and yeah, if yeah. Kyler Murray can be a first round pick in the NFL, clear yeah, a little yeah. bit of that cash. Sure. It's not it's sure. not monopoly money in that first round. Listen, he's if I'm short, a grown though. man though. He's li- I'd rather he's play baseball short. than football. Isn't it like a little bit safer these days? If Do you I can think play it's both? really dangerous to be a quarterback in the NFL right now? No problem. <laughs> I mean, I think I'd go the safe baseball route. Or, you think Baker and Pat Mahomes feel unsafe right now? Or are they kings give of the world because they're going to have like 15 years career? Tom Brady's 40. Drew Brees is 40. Yeah. Ben's you, 37. You He's still playing. Eli's still playing. River's still playing. Matty Ice. Matty Ice is a young buck. Guy's like 34. We'll see how they look in 30 years. Yes, you're a baseball player. That's They'll sound like Teddy Bradshaw in a few years. All right. If you got bounced to your playoffs, I'm sorry. So did I. But I'm still alive in a few more. We'll talk to you on Thursday, folks. Dan will be back tomorrow. Peace out.